0: Hello and welcome to Children's University Live, the podcast series from Children's University, the charity that encourages, tracks and celebrates young people's participation in learning beyond the classroom. Wherever you're listening today, you'll find our archive of past episodes with guests from the worlds of education, social mobility and an array of champions of equality. Our past episodes are a veritable who's who of all round good eggs. We have two social mobility commissioners, one former Secretary of State for Education, academics, charity leaders, and more. Do check them out. Here at Children's University, our vision is a world where every child has equal opportunity to unlock their full potential through learning beyond the classroom. Our podcast is a space for us to share our views, welcome guests and open up conversation about what matters to us all. If you're new to Children's University, do have a look at childrensuniversity.co.uk for more information about how we help over 100,000 children each year to develop essential skills, confidence and character all through informal learning. I'm your host Vic Elizabeth Turnbull and this episode is straight from the heart of Children's University. Having just launched a series of five evidence-based impact reports I'm pleased to introduce our CEO Helen O'Donnell to tell us all about it. The state of the nation.
1: Thank you Vic. Yes I'm talking today about Learning Beyond the Classroom, our 2022 State of the Nation set of reports. These five reports are a series of evidence-based articles examining the impact of what goes on beyond the classroom on the lives of children and young people. Based on extensive data collated from our bespoke digital platform, Children's University Online, the aim of their publication is to inform and improve provision by providing educators, policymakers, and stakeholders of all kinds with a broad set of insights about the current state of learning beyond the classroom in contemporary Britain. We want to see our evidence shared widely, which is why a podcast shouting about it is so important to us. We'll put the link in the show notes, but it's worth saying now that you can download these reports at children'suniversity.co.uk forward slash state of the nation. Anyway, The evidence that makes up these reports is informed by data from 50,000 children, 12,000 activities and over 310,000 hours of recorded participation. It is evidence collated from a whole host of sources and includes extensive feedback straight from children and young people themselves. It is evidence that overwhelmingly shows that yes, learning beyond the classroom matters. It is not a nice-to-have. It should be a fundamental part of a well-rounded education. I'll start with a quick explainer. At Children's University, learning beyond the classroom is the term we use to describe participation in any structured learning activity outside of the timetabled curriculum. This is inclusive of school-based enrichment and extracurricular activities, as well as those that take place outside of schools and are run by organisations and individuals with no links to formal education. Learning Beyond the Classroom offers children and young people a way to develop skills, build knowledge, discover hobbies and explore new interests on their own terms. Ensuring children have the time and space to learn under their own steam, following their own nose and being led by their burgeoning passions, helps them lay down foundations that can support them into adulthood. Importantly, while this kind of learning falls outside of the core curriculum, this doesn't mean that it should fall outside of the purview of the Department for Education. This is one of the key problems. The significance of learning beyond the classroom for all children has long been apparent. Yet, historically, and despite all the evidence, it has been allowed to fall between the cracks that lie between government departments, particularly the Department for Education and the Department for Digital, Culture, Media and Sport, or DCMS. The space in which Children's University works doesn't fall neatly under the remit of just one department. As a result, learning beyond the classroom is still overlooked in terms of joined-up government planning. If I were to sum up the world of education policy this past year, the two words that most readily come to mind are change and neglect. Children's University published its first ever State of the Nation report in July 2021, at what felt like a turning point for education in Britain. After the upheaval and challenges of the previous 18 months, need I introduce COVID-19? We were ready to start the new academic year on more certain and calm terms after weathering the pandemic's storms. However, just weeks after sending a copy of our report to the office of Gavin Williamson, then Secretary of State for Education, change was afoot. Fast forward to now, and there have been a further five Secretaries of State serving under three Prime Ministers. Consistent leadership and a steady vision from the Department for Education has been absent, while public debate about education feels neglected and overshadowed by political dramas, infighting and cabinet role swapping. While the eyes and ears of those at the top have been distracted by talk of Brexit, NHS funding, energy bills, and the ever-worsening cost-of-living crisis, education debate has been raging, yet overlooked. Throughout, the good faith and commitment of Britain's teachers and schools has been relied upon to deliver despite all this. As we now publish our 2022 State of the Nation reports, this is the Britain that we're documenting. And here in 2022, if we were to ask ourselves whether children from all backgrounds have equal opportunities to access and participate in the kinds of learning and experiences that happen outside of the classroom and the national curriculum, the answer would still be a resounding no. Regardless of the calls from education experts and well-respected think tanks working to influence policy so that everyone can reach their potential and flourish, And despite there being consensus about the power of learning beyond the classroom to change young people's lives, it never seems quite important enough to result in genuinely impactful joined up and long term change. Being joined up is key. For example, recently we have welcomed the National Youth Guarantee that by 2025 every young person will have access to regular out of school activities, adventures away from home and opportunities to volunteer and the funding that accompanies it. We have welcomed the levelling up agenda and the missions focused on educational attainment, wellbeing and pride of place and community, where we know learning beyond the classroom has a role to play. We have welcomed the inclusion of enrichment and extracurricular activities in the remit of the Department for Education's pupil wellbeing and mental health team, with their supporting role to schools wanting to offer a broad range of enrichment and their focus on evidencing its benefits. We have welcomed the holiday activities and food programmes that have taken place and engaged some of the most disadvantaged children during school holidays. But these four different policy initiatives and their investment come from three separate government departments, with learning beyond the classroom falling into each, but receiving the laser-like focus that is needed of none. If we are to genuinely address inequities in participation and regional disparities in provision, this needs to change. Part of the problem, of course, is that there is no legal obligation on schools from the Department for Education or Ofsted to provide enrichment and extracurricular activities. Yet the DfE's own Essential Life Skills Programme. A £21 million project which ran between 2018 and 2019 in 12 opportunity areas and aimed to improve access to extracurricular activities for people aged 5 to 18 showed that confidence, resilience, team building, building relationships and social and emotional skills were the most common outcomes experienced by young people that the regular structure of additional provision encouraged young people to be more organised and committed, skills that families reported were lacking before. And schools reported positive changes in pupil behaviour, attendance and aspirations that they believe would be sustained. In 2019, Ofsted included personal development in its inspection framework, meaning that schools are now expected to give pupils the chance to develop and discover their interests and talents. The new framework also places an emphasis on character, for example, resilience, confidence and independence. In its 2020 annual report, Ofsted said that one of the notable features of schools that had not improved was that pupils did not take up extracurricular activities, which suggests that Ofsted's new emphasis on personal development is starting to manifest itself in inspection results. This is all a welcome step forward but it still isn't addressing a long-standing lack of engagement with learning beyond the classroom, or gaps in participation between the less advantaged and their more advantaged peers. So what can we do now to try to inspire change? The Covid years hit schools hard. By summer term 2022, while most schools had reinstated some curriculum enrichment activities at lunchtime and or after school, In some other schools, clubs tended to focus on catching up with academic work rather than on pupils' broader personal development. Some schools have prioritised funding for helping pupils to catch up in academic subjects, which reduced the enrichment activities they could offer. In some schools, fewer pupils were taking part in enrichment activities compared with before the pandemic. In this environment, many schools had found it a challenge to provide enrichment activities and clubs due to COVID-related staff absence, as well as increased workload caused by staff delivering tutoring and catch-up sessions. Some leaders told the Department for Education about the rising cost of living for families, which may prevent pupils' uptake of enrichment activities, both for the summer term and in the future, as well as schools' ability to subsidise such activities. Right now, schools are facing an unprecedented funding crisis. Real terms funding for schools is in decline. Energy costs are spiralling. There is no funding to cover essential pay increases for teachers and support staff. Schools are taking on significant additional financial burdens to support children and families living in increasing poverty. The National Association of Head Teachers has reported that nine out of ten schools in England will be in deficit next year. With this backdrop, it will become increasingly difficult for schools to support additional activities or for calls from the Times Education Commission and the Centre for Social Justice to extend the school day to include mandatory enrichment to be implemented. Now is the time for existing external frameworks, which support schools to encourage all children to access learning beyond the classroom, to be helped to step into the breach and to scale up what they already do to reach as many children as possible and to begin to close the gaps. Now is the time to be ambitious in the use of community-wide networks to support all students, especially the most disadvantaged through enrichment activities. Now is the time for government departments to use data and evidence, such as provided in our State of the Nation reports, to inform policy and practice. So here we are, a small organisation with a whole heap of evidence. Our insights from 50,000 children, over 12,000 registered learning opportunities and more than 310,000 hours of participation paint a picture of learning and opportunities that needs recognition, support and funding if they are to have the impact we know they can. At a time when 25% of schools are reporting cutting spending on trips and outings and 20% are cutting spend on sports and extracurricular activities, our data finds that children are reliant on schools to access these kind of activities. At a time when the cost of living crisis is putting even greater strain on families than ever before, our data shows that children are reliant on free activities in order to engage in learning beyond the classroom. At a time when 90% of state secondary schools have made cuts in the provision of creative subjects, our data shows a drop in levels of creativity despite evidence of links between skills development and participation in learning beyond the classroom. While education feels less of a national priority than it has done for years, and the recognition and demonstrable support for learning beyond the classroom is incredibly low from government policymakers, there is real commitment to this type of learning shown by teachers, parents and other organisations. A recent YouGov poll found that 72% of parents agreed that all schools receiving extra government funding to provide additional extracurricular activities like sport, drama, music, debating or dance would be a good idea. Schools, despite the cuts I've described, see the value to be found beyond the classroom but aren't funded to encourage it as they should. The need for learning beyond the classroom is huge, but demand is overwhelmingly reliant on the ability of schools to supply it. What I hope our report shows is that despite the challenges we're all facing, the impact of and appetite for learning beyond the classroom is huge. Children's University is in a unique position as the only organisation collating the information we do and we are desperately keen that this is used to improve provision for all children. I'll end today with just a sample of some of the findings and recommendations from our reports. There are five reports that make up our picture of the state of the nation and all of them have something to add to discourse around learning beyond the classroom. In the first report, we profile over 12,000 activities and more than 310,000 hours of participation by children and young people. This data shows us an enormous amount about what opportunities are available and what children are actually doing. What we know as a result, is that children are reliant on schools in order to engage with this kind of learning, and that cost is often a barrier. The high percentage of participation in arts and sports activities show the success of initiatives such as the Sports Premium and organisations like Arts Council England and Sport England, but conversely highlight the need for wider funding if we're to see such success in other areas. Our second report profiles the impact of learning beyond the classroom on skills development. Not only are there direct links between participation in activities and skills development, but we've also been able to compare our findings with those published earlier this year in Skills Builders Essential Skills Tracker. What's fascinating is the correlation between what children as young as five tell us about their progress and the skills levels that working age adults report. We build on this with a report focused on the wider impact of participation in learning beyond the classroom. Alongside robust academic evidence from the Education Endowment Foundation, we share insights from children on what their activities outside of school mean to them. As the insights in these reports are based on a data set provided by Children's University, there is an extensive exploration of the reach and impact of Children's University. You can see how our participants compare to the average school pupil and the profile of the areas in which we operate. Finally, we end with our fifth report being a series of recommendations for policymakers. You'll be unsurprised to hear that our key and leading recommendation is that there needs to be greater cross-department working, especially between the Department for Education, DCMS and the Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities. The lack of leadership in this area has been pitiful of late and the need for a more joined-up approach is vital. Thank you for listening. Please do visit childrensuniversity.co.uk forward slash nation and share our reports on this podcast.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Further information about Children's University and all the content featured in this episode can be found in the show notes. Please do hit follow or subscribe so when we release future episodes they'll drop straight into your feed the music you hear is courtesy of Alcapop Records Children's University Live is a Mike Media production